Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When we started dating, we just, and even when we got married, we just started wanting to travel and experience things more. And I guess I got over the whole outdoors thing, clearly. But I mean, I live in a van now, so I've changed a lot. But yeah, when we got married and then when we moved to Seattle, that was kind of the big turning point for us. We wanted something different. Hey everyone, welcome to the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I am your host, Ryan McGuire. Thanks again for being a part of this journey with me where I get the opportunity to talk to people from all over who are taking steps and sometimes leaps forward in pursuit of their own happiness. And this episode is no different. Travel is a huge passion of mine, so I was literally beyond excited to be able to chat with Adam and Catherine from The Adventures of A Plus K, who have taken their passion of travel and made it their lifestyle. Some would say they are travel bloggers, perhaps travel content creators, but as you're about to find out, they are so much more. We go over how their love for travel began, how that led to them living in a van, and becoming a major presence on social media and YouTube. Not all dreams come without sacrifice, so we touch on those as well, like times they wanted to call it quits, but persevered to tell the stories of some amazing adventures you're about to hear. For you travel enthusiasts or someone looking to get into traveling more, this is an episode you do not want to miss. As you'll soon hear, not only do they get joy out of their travels, but they love helping others explore as well. They truly are such an amazing and positive couple. I have no idea how you can't love these two. They are truly the epitome of pursuing their own happiness, and I know you'll enjoy this podcast as much as I did. All right, so today on the Pursuit of Happiness podcast, I have Adam and Catherine of The Adventures of A Plus K. Thank you very much for, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm super pumped to have you guys. Thank you Thank so you much. Having. We're, We're excited. so excited to be here. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, so the funny story was just a few weeks ago, I decided to plan a trip to Idaho. I've been sitting in quarantine for about, what, four or five months now. And I'm seeing my flight points just kind of rack up and it's like, where do I want to go? And also where do I want to go that I don't feel like I need to keep going into public places. And, you know, I said, maybe Idaho. And the first thing I did was what's in Idaho. So I literally turned on YouTube and I was like, okay, so what's there to do in Idaho? And your video pops up that you just took a week ago. I was like, wow, this is absolutely perfect. And I saw it, I fell in love, and I asked you guys a question, and immediately you responded. And then I went down your rabbit hole on YouTube. And (laughs) I was like, who are these people? And you've been to so many cool places. Not only that, you do a hell of a job with your videos, your photography. It's so professional. You guys look like you have so much fun. And it just kind of clicked. And I said, you know what? These are the exact people that I want to interview in my podcast you guys took a leap to do something 
that makes you happy. And you can tell you're genuinely happy. And from the videos and your website and everything, it's you guys are super relatable and you're very inspiring. And since I've found your videos, I've been watching them and I've been watching more of your Idaho ones and you've literally influenced my trip <laughs> where I'm going. And that will not be the only time you ever influence a trip of mine. I can promise you that. So without further ado, I'd like to kind of get into how you both got started into, into traveling so much. Give us your background a little bit. Well, well first off, Thank you. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> ridiculously nice. And, yeah, I'm like, how do I even? I'm like, I just can't stop smiling. That was just so sweet and yeah. nice. Honestly, like all we could ever hope for. And whenever someone comes to us and like, I'm going to this place and I just randomly found your video and I'm going next week. I, nothing makes us happier than when we have good timing. So yeah, yeah, yeah Idaho's great, great too. We can talk about Idaho more in a bit if you want, because. It's definitely one of our favorite places, but you're in for a treat. It's a great place to go. That's Not awesome. that busy. I feel great. like people that live there might be mad that we're sharing how great it is, but yeah. hopefully it won't get busy, but it's just incredible. That's awesome. I feel like it's um, slept on. Do, yes. Would you agree? Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. We've had so many people in the past couple of weeks since those videos came out say, I have never once thought about going to Idaho and now I really want to go. And that's really our goal. And we especially love sharing places that are less loved or maybe underrated. We get the most excited about sharing those places because we truly believe that the U.S. is full of so many diverse, beautiful, incredible places. And a lot of people just tend to think they need to travel abroad to experience such gorgeous places. But we have so much here. And so we're just so excited to share those underrated gems i guess you could say with yeah. others and truth be told if you would ask us three years ago to go to idaho we probably would have said no <laughs> I mean, we like we like potatoes yeah, so. <laughs> and that's about it right yeah. and then yeah i feel like i mean i could be completely wrong here it it reminds me somewhat of a mini iceland looking at your videos with waterfalls and lava fields i'm like wow this state has everything they yeah, seriously man. do they seriously do yeah anything you could want except for, I guess, the beach, but they have really nice lakes there. So you can kind of get that like beachy vibe, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it truly has everything and the people are so friendly. We could talk all podcasts yeah. about, about Idaho. <laughs> then how about maybe after I go to Idaho, we can come back and do an Idaho. Yeah, we can do a whole <laughs> Idaho episode. <laughs> we can do that. But um, all right, so right now you are in the famous van that we see on your website, which is awesome. Looks just like a house <laughs> from here. Um, so explain exactly where you are now, where you just were, and where you're heading. Yeah. So right now we're in uh, Issaquah, Washington, which is about 20 minutes-ish east of Seattle. Um, and the last couple of weeks we've been in the northwest Seattle area, um, exploring the national parks, Mount Rainier, Olympic. We went to North Cascades, all three in Washington. Um, we, when we lived here, actually, a few years ago, we've explored all these places. So this is kind of one of our happy places. We love coming back here and exploring all and these eating. places and eating. Yeah. Eating all of our favorite foods. Yeah. So we've just been kind of laying low the past couple of weeks here, just eating, seeing a couple friends safely, of course, yeah. um, seeing all of our favorite sites, hiking, and just, yeah, it's, we just feel at home here. So even yeah. though we left, we still just love coming back yeah, here. Yeah, this was our big destination, first big destination uh, or milestone to get to, I guess, after the quarantine. I mean, we made our way up from Texas through here, stopping along the way, Idaho, New Mexico, stuff like that. But yeah, we were really excited to get back here, so. So are you both from Texas? 
Kind of. Well, kind of? <laughs> I was born in Arizona, but I lived the majority of my life in Austin. So okay. I guess I'm not like a born and raised Texan, but I lived there long enough that I think I can You can call yourself a Texan. Yeah, a Texan. <laughs> yeah, I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. Um, and then we met in, in Austin at University of Texas. Um, oh, and kind we're of, kind yeah. of, <laughs> I was on my way out of the university. She was on her way in, I guess. And, so we yeah. met at a job. Yeah, we met at a, a burger place. And, we were. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 And the rest is history. Yeah, you know, love over the burgers and the fries. So I'm super interested, like, as a single solo person, I have a passion for travel. If I want to go travel, I travel. Whereas you two seem to have that together. Is that something that you found out immediately? Did one have it before the other? How did that work? Uh, So growing up, I never really traveled much. Um, And then so when I was graduating college, I wasn't ready to do a real job. I wanted to be a teacher, but I wasn't ready. And I was graduating in December, so it's not really the best time to look for teaching jobs. Um, and so I was like, well, what if I just do some traveling? And I went to uh, like a teacher job fair type deal, and I didn't talk to any employers about teaching. I talked to this guy about traveling <laughs> to Australia. <laughs> where they like set you up with a job and a phone and a place to live and all this stuff. Um, so I was like, cool. And so a few months later, I uh, signed up for that and went over there in that was like July of 2012. Yeah. And so, yeah. and the funny thing is I get there and I, they gave me a phone, but they didn't give me a job. Um, so I had a few <laughs> hundred bucks left um, and worked a few jobs um, while I was there. Um, and I was there, I planned on staying for a year and then I was kind of getting homesick. And this is when we were first starting yeah. to uh, talk a lot. And, um, and then I cut it down to six months. And then after a little bit longer, I cut it down to three months and I came home that October um, I was just, I, that was like my first big trip, I guess, on my own. It's a big trip. Yeah. And so um, I just kind of realized that traveling, solo traveling isn't really for me. I like experiencing a place with someone. Right. So came back and, and. Yeah. So we first started, we had just first started dating right before he left. So we didn't really know what was going to happen with the yeah. future. And obviously it worked out well. Yeah. But right. Obviously. I was not an adventurous person growing up at all. Um, I didn't, my mom, my parents keep joking. Like I did not like being outside because of bugs. So I didn't hike. I didn't really do anything growing up in Arizona. I know we did some hikes as a family. And then when we moved to Texas, we would do some trips maybe to like orange beach in Alabama or Destin or going to see family up in Indiana, but we didn't really travel a ton growing up. So I had never left the country until I guess we went, to Puerto Rico, but that's kind of also kind of the U.S., so that doesn't fully count. So both of us didn't really grow up with like a huge like traveling background, Mm -hmm. but when we started dating, we just, and even when we got married, we just started wanting to travel and experience things more, and I guess I got over the whole outdoors thing clearly, but I mean, I live in a van now, so I've changed a lot, but yeah, when we got married and then when we moved to Seattle, that was kind of the big turning point for us. We wanted something different and we wanted to be outdoors more and, you know, not be in a hundred degree summer. So we mm-hmm. moved to Seattle and that's when we, you know, road tripped every weekend. We were never home. We were yeah. always either hiking in Washington and Oregon or up in Canada and just seeing as much as we possibly could. And not to like, I guess, tell our whole story right now, but you know, eventually we just were like, we don't want to just be stuck doing this on the weekends or be, you know, stuck in one place and only able to explore that area, which led to us wanting to, you know, travel full time, which kind of led to the van. And we can talk more about how that all happened. But of course, yeah, it's kind of been a progression together. I feel like we've both 
went from not traveling a ton to like having this now common passion of travel and it's mm -hmm. just grown together with us. If you look back, it was it just, could you pinpoint a moment or was it just like everything all together just kind of added up and said, I want to keep doing this? Um, so I think when we moved up there, you know, like she said, we traveled every weekend. We bought, we had bought a new car and we put 30,000 miles on it in a year. We, <laughs> we were gone every weekend, hiking and all kinds of stuff, Oregon, Washington. Um, but I would say along those couple of years that we lived there, it was all kind of building up. And I guess if there's like one turning point, I guess specifically for the van and traveling like full time would be a uh, Labor Day weekend right before school started, the uh, 2018, we took okay. a trip to uh, Crater Lake, right? Yeah, Bend and Crater Lake yeah. in Oregon. And we were driving down there and we were thinking like, man, we really want to do this more, you know? Um, and I guess one of the goals was for her to find a, a remote job so that we could travel more in the mm -hmm. summer because I was teaching so we could travel all summer, you know? Um, she's not, we wouldn't be tied anywhere. And so we were driving down there and we were thinking about all of our options, like, we could get a truck and like pull a trailer. We could get like a teardrop thing. We could get an RV, we could get a van. And that, that's kind of what we landed on was a van. And, and, uh, and then we had to think about like, are we going to like buy one that's already ready to go? Are we going to build it? Are we going to explore all of our options? And so, yeah, I think that was like the turning point. And especially for me, because I, I love like teaching and I coach sports as well. Um, and I was just kind of getting, uh, I guess, disinterested in like the daily life of a teacher I love coaching sports but teaching kids that they're excited to be there some of them are and some of them are not to put it nicely um, <laughs> I, I coach little league I'm familiar how the kids yeah, want to go so home the sports I can tell the kids that don't want to be there to go home but during school I can't um, so um, so yeah I was getting kind of burnt out on the teaching aspect and so I was honestly ready to quit like right before school started. He's like, can I just quit now? I'm like, yeah. no, we have to save money to get this van yeah. that we want. And I hadn't, I had just gotten the remote job. I was actually starting just a couple of days later, but at that point the goal was just to travel more in the summers when he yeah. was off. But okay. then that weekend was kind of our big turning point where we were like, we're going to do this van thing. We're going to travel all around North America and a big factor with the van and how we are traveling is because we have a dog named mm. Kona mm. who She's, she can't go on airplanes. She's too big. And it, logistically, that would be hard. So for us, um, the only way to really travel full time would be to have her with us. And so that's kind of how we landed on the van. And then, yeah, from there, it was like, okay, well, what do we need to do to actually make this happen? And so it was a lot of planning. That was, I guess, September, around early September. And then we bought the van that January, ended that January. Yeah. So we had some time to like, make sure we really wanted to do it. Right. And we never wavered on that at all. No. From the no. get-go, we were like, we're, we told our parents that weekend, or we told my parents at least, like, mm -hmm. hey, we're going to buy a van and we're just going to travel. And they are like, okay, cool. And I was like, dad, will you help us build it? And he's like, uh, I guess. So, um, so we kind of, from there, just started planning how we were going to make it happen, basically. Yeah. Have, now, you just said you didn't waver at all. Have you wavered on any of this? Because you sound pretty confident that this is what you wanted to do for quite some time. No. I mean, no. I mean, honestly, the build part was not fun <laughs> at all. I saw yeah. the video. That yeah, yeah it seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it was stressful. I mean, a lot of obviously a lot of work and a lot of research. Like, what's the best product to pick and all this kind of stuff, and how do you actually do it and things like that. And um, flying back and forth from yeah, Seattle. Yeah, we to weren't Austin. even living there when we were building it. We were flying back and forth a lot, and um we obviously would not have been able to do it without her dad's like major help so uh that's shout out dad <laughs> yeah 
But, uh, I mean, any, like, second guesses or definitely not regrets, but, like. I don't think we've had any. No, I mean, we built, we, like, spent a lot of time thinking about the things we wanted and needed in here and realistically, like, what we would use and wouldn't use. Um, and we kind of planned it, like, perfectly of how we wanted it to be. And so there's nothing that we're missing or wish we would have done differently. So, well, honestly, no. Even, like, our worst days in the van where everything's going wrong and we have lots of those. We've had a few more recently. Things are definitely harder being back on the road now with COVID. Even on those bad days, we're never, like, we want to quit the van. If yeah. anything, we want, you know, maybe we'll go take a little break somewhere. Like, we're going to go spend some time for, like, a week and a half, two weeks with family in the next month or so just to kind of recharge a bit have steady wi-fi laundry those things but for us we've we've never once been like the van's not for us anymore we don't yeah. want to travel full time if anything we like we get overwhelmed by how much we want to travel more yeah. and we just want to do more of what we can't because we're yeah. limited on time and you know resources and stuff yeah right. i mean there's a couple things in the van we probably want to change um but the lifestyle in general and like what we do day to day you know it's we're all in and we love it yeah yeah, taking that trip, your first trip in that van must have been just the most rewarding thing ever. Oh, man. Yeah. And it's funny because we had a huge, elect well, not electrical, we but a had, wiring issue. We still had work to do on it. Yeah. <laughs> we discovered we had a wiring issue when we were in Jackson, Wyoming, and it, we were trying to take a shower, and our hot, hot water heater would not turn on, and things were not working right, and we couldn't get our stove to work. Mm -hmm. So our first month in the van was like, Kind of rough. Kind of rough. Like we had a lot of uh, surprises. We had to drive back down to Austin actually to fix some stuff because mm -hmm. we didn't feel confident doing it ourselves. But despite that, it was like the best month ever. Yeah. I even to this day probably our best month on the road just because we were so excited to finally be out there doing it. So we were like cold showers, be damned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. so one thing that. I've always asked myself, and I know I'm not the only one, when we run into Instagram accounts like yours and you see the beautiful photos and the constant traveling, it's like, how in the world do they do that? To me, it sounds like you actually planned this out. This wasn't just a, I'm going to wing it. It's, it took yeah. months, if not years of planning and figuring out and being on the same page and preparing yourselves for this. Um, would you agree to that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if, it, it we did put a lot of planning into it and everything but honestly if someone was wanting to get into it you could really just get some kind of van and put your basics in there a bed and a cooler and stuff you can make it as simple as you want but we were really planning on doing this i mean at this point right now if you ask us we want to do it as long as possible yeah, yeah. so we really tried to put in a lot of thought and a lot of planning into to uh what we have and then where we want to go and i'm not i'm a very very much a planner yeah i mean van life has made me it's forced me to be more adaptable and flexible and spontaneous because a lot of things don't go according to plan mm -hmm. right but for me i'm a planner i'm very like goal oriented and i like to i don't ever want us to get in a situation where you know financially we're in trouble safety wise we're in trouble so there's a lot of planning that's gone into all of this and just thinking of everything we need for me you know for us to work on the road and everything so yeah i mean it took a lot of planning and work to even get to this point. Um, and that's something that we try, we try to be like honest about with people, yeah. but you know, you see all of the photos and the videos of all the fun right. and you don't necessarily know what all goes into having those experiences. And it's a lot of work. I mean, 
we, our original goal was to help people plan trips easier. Cause you know, that can be an overwhelming process, mm -hmm. but our entire life is like, we don't have any stability really. Yeah. So every day of our life is plan. We try to plan it out. Like where will we go work today? Like what park are we going to park at? Where are we sleeping? Where are we doing our laundry? How am I going to upload this video without, you know, using all of our hotspot data? There's so many different things we have to think about every single day that makes this lifestyle a lot more difficult than people might think. And, right. and it looks great on Instagram and everything, like you mentioned. Um, but we do try to make, make an emphasis of sharing like some of our struggles. Yeah. Know, we slept at a Walmart stories. the other day. It happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will say... I will say to our listeners, go to your, go to your website. We'll, we'll give you all, all the information uh, in the link and we'll talk about that later. But your website has the ups and the downs. You go behind the scenes, your videos are awesome, which is, this is our first time talking, but I feel like I've known you guys now for a <laughs> while. You guys do a great job with that, which is why you guys are so relatable. Um, so yeah, how did to share more of like the things that go wrong on the vlogs, but to be honest, we were just talking about this the other day. Like, Sometimes we get so frustrated at that moment that no one wants to see that side of us. <laughs> we're like, we'll, just, we'll maybe like just stop filming for the day. We've yeah. done that. But yeah, yeah I mean, what we can show without looking like monsters. We will. <laughs> so speaking of like filming, how, okay. So how did it go from traveling and taking these adventures to actually putting yourselves out there online and social media? Where did that jump begin? Yeah. So I guess our blog started, I think it was July, 2015. We went to Disney world and universal with my best friend and her in-laws and her family. We kind of just crashed their family trip and I kind of planned a lot of it. I was coordinating like the fast passes and that we matters going, that definitely yeah. in Disney world. That matters. Sure. Yes. And we're going to fourth of July timeframe, oh like, oh you know, vacation mode. So, um, we did a, I did a lot of planning and the trip went so smoothly that I felt I should write this down and share this with someone. So I wrote down the, I, I created the blog and I wrote down all of my tips for Disney and everything, you know, and then from there it kind of morphed into like travel diaries, just literally like word vomiting everything mm -hmm. we did every second of the day on a trip. And then over time, well, we moved to Seattle then and we started sharing on Instagram, a lot of our adventures. And then that kind of morphed into writing like travel guides on our blog. Um, this has all been kind of within the last few years or so that we've been like writing more like useful content, not just here's what we did at this exact second. And then it was, we started our YouTube channel November. I think we launched it November, 2018, yeah. but that summer before Adam just decided to start a YouTube. Yeah. Well, we account. had been, we had been watching like some other YouTube channels of full-time travelers and, I was just picturing like down the road, if we're going to make this into a thing or even think about making it into a thing, like I think video is going to be, need to be a big part of it. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, at the time, if you, like, what, if you would have asked me, why am I doing this? I would have been like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, this is never going to happen. So I don't even know why I'm booking our name on YouTube. Um, and so, yeah, I just made an account for us on YouTube and we let it sit there for a few months and then. And then I, I don't even remember how we decided to actually do it. Yeah. I think, we just enjoyed watching other people's travel vlogs. Like we stopped mm -hmm. watching regular TV, even Netflix. We just solely pretty much watched YouTube at yeah. night, every night. Yeah. And we were like, well, we love helping people plan trips through our blog and our travel guides. And like, this could kind of replace all of those like travel diaries. Instead of me writing out everything we did and making guides, we'll make written guides. And then we'll also 
film our adventures to kind of show more of like what the actual trip looks like for mm -hmm. us because I mean we do have things go wrong and that helps influence how we direct people and guide them in the future mm -hmm. so yeah I don't know we started filming stuff around like the Pacific Northwest yeah. and then Hawaii and then Mexico City and then things just kind of started snowballing and we're like well I guess we'll stick with it we and kept up with it, yeah. we've had moments where we wanted to quit it several times <laughs> yeah people are mean and um sometimes it's really stressful to yeah. film yeah. and we'll have moments where we're like we just want to enjoy this we don't want to be like yeah. trying to film it yeah. but we've stuck with it and i think we're we're committed now we got a good, <laughs> we, we're on a good roll right now yeah. yeah i wondered that like is there any moments that you just want to turn it off and just kind of be <laughs> by yourselves no we went to hawaii with our family the that, big island this yeah, yeah november uh, and uh we were gonna film a few days of it of our trip and uh the first day like we were just trying to film the intro of the very first video and it was just so difficult like sometimes i just like get in my head and i like start stumbling on my words and i just can't get out what i need to say and it's it's very frustrating and it's just like she's just thinking like just say it just say <laughs> it it's not hard you know what to say but, she's got the gift of gab but she does i mean she's <laughs> You'll say that. But, I do. Uh, I mess up. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, we all a lot do. Of me that starts the uh, the stumbling, and so we just couldn't get it going, and we were so frustrated. And it was one of those moments where it, it should not be on camera. <laughs> I think so, that makes you more relatable, though. Honestly, when everyone posts the perfect pictures, the perfect video, you kind of know it's fake at some point too. You know? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, there's some parts that we definitely like kind of script out, like the intros mostly. We like want to start the video on a solid foot, and then kind of just let the day go. Yeah. But yeah, we we stopped filming and we're like we we're quitting YouTube and we, we even texted yeah we yeah. even texted our friends who also have a YouTube channel and I was like, well things are going <laughs> bad we're we're quitting YouTube because we want to enjoy this trip and yeah. things are not going well and we feel bad like making my parents wait around and they're always super understanding yeah. of it but then like the day went on and we were like time heals oh, everything we were like oh, <laughs> exactly we really wanted to film this trip and we just we don't want to quit. Like we're doing yeah. a lot of cool stuff here. Like. So the next day we started filming, we filmed the whole rest of the trip and it went a lot better. <laughs> and we've never actually told anyone this besides the friends and my parents. Like no one else really knows that we tried to quit YouTube that trip. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it happens. And for us, like we ju we're juggling so much all the time that we go through phases where like we're, go like we're in a really good groove, but then we have phases where we're completely overwhelmed and we're so stressed out that the littlest things kind of set us off and then we're just we're just exhausted to be honest and we've kind of been going through that the last couple of weeks we didn't film very much while we were in washington because we just needed a break to be honest and we're trying to learn how to balance life better because we love filming youtube videos but with our other responsibilities and all the other things we have to do and spend a lot of time on it can be hard so Balance is key for us. We're trying to get better at it. But yeah, we so have talk, our other moments. <laughs> so talk more about that. So, you know, you, you, like you said, you show the glorious life of traveling and whatnot, but behind the scenes, you guys are both working to bring an income to do this. And you're trying to balance work, life, travel, all that stuff. So tell me a little more about that, how you do that every day. So right now, um, so like I said, I, I taught for a few years and that year that I quit, I had a few more months left of my teacher's salary. They pay you through the summer. Um, so that was nice to kind of keep us yeah. afloat while we got started in van life. Um, and so then from there, I decided to start kind of a web design business. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm working on right now to a degree. Um, and then I have a few other things going on right now. 
um, and she has a corporate nine to five job that she works, you know, full time. Um, yeah, it's a fully remote company. It's more like a 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. job. Um, we have people all over the world and I work with a lot of people in Europe and they're super flexible. So I work typically 6 a.m. to 3 a.m. with like a one hour break to work out. Or, okay. or, or, yeah, I don't know what I said. Um, 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. with like an hour break to work out or, you know, I don't know, take whatever. a break or whatever. Um, and then I work on editing videos, writing content and um, you know, until bedtime. So we're pretty much working like 6 a.m. to like 9 p.m. straight every day. Wow. Um, between all of the jobs. And then on the weekends too, I mean, we film, we try to film very early in the morning and we've been trying to stop earlier because we tend to go all day and then we're exhausted. So we're trying to film like sunrise to like lunchtime mostly. And then we just work the rest of the day on like editing and stuff. Um, but Adam's, sorry, I mean, kind of throughout the history of, of our, um, uh, online things it's it's 90 plus percent been like all her like of creating everything and doing all the work writing the blogs uh planning the vlogs um and then editing it and posting and everything so right now and so she's basically doing that all the time and i kind of do like the day-to-day -day, like chores like i handle the laundry the dishes and cooking and all that stuff um to kind of keep us afloat and living i guess um and i drive uh, most of the time she does she does offer um, <laughs> <laughs> I offer drive, but he drives and I just am yeah. working in the passenger seat. That's a good like trade-off. Yeah, we're just kind of settled into that role and, and it works for us right now. But um, I bring that up because we're trying to find, since I don't have a full-time thing that I'm dedicated, solely responsible to, um, we're trying to find ways for me to work in more of the content creation and um, things like that. Like I'm managing the website and we're getting our finances kind of more in line for building our business. Um, you writing more blogs, trying like to outlining write more stuff. And outlining, and, yeah. So, because I mean, we're to be honest, to balance it a little bit we're filming more than we've ever had before. Mm -hmm. And so, in the past, I was able to juggle it better, but now I'm just editing pretty much nonstop. And we love writing content too. And our website's actually like our biggest source of revenue from Adventures of A Plus K. Um, in terms of you know we have ad revenue on our website and so that's what makes us i guess the most money but it's what we're focusing the least on now because the youtube thing like consistency is key right. so i'm like cranking out vlogs and stuff but yeah. that's kind of on the back burner so he's been helping a lot with that so we're still trying to figure it out i mean yeah. i guess the moral of our story is it's a lot of work yeah. and I'll, it's really hard and juggling it all is exhausting but we love doing the adventures of a plus k stuff and we just know that in this like phase of life, we're going to just have to juggle things and it's going to be hard at times. But as we see things grow and, you know, we make connections with people and people send us nice messages and like, we know where we've helped people plan trips. Yeah. It's worth all the hard work yeah. and the stress at times. I can tell you have a passion for it. And there has to be something rewarding too about posting all these videos and being able to look back and kind of relive that you have all your memories. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. 60 years now, you know, <laughs> later on to see all this stuff again, that'll be really cool. Yeah, it'll, it'll be awesome. Um, it's hard to comprehend right now, but yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah, we, we're really excited. We're so happy we're doing the YouTube thing. It has its challenges yeah. and, you know, both, you know, filming wise and internet trolls and all the things that come with it. But yeah, unfortunately, it's an awesome thing to be able to look back on one day, even if no one watched them, just knowing that we could watch them yeah. later. It's super cool. Well, I will say, like I said, I watched one a week ago and today I have you on a podcast. So that's how much you've influenced <laughs> me already. That's, that's 
pretty great. And I love, uh, Mm -hmm. me me too. Seriously, me too. And I love the fact that you travel with your dog Kona because having two dogs of my own, I love taking these adventurous trips and getting these photos. And I always say, I really wish I had my dogs in these photos. Super cool as you guys get to do that. I know traveling with a dog is obviously somewhat stressful. It's something that I've done myself just on, on road trips, but can't fly with them. Flying with them is, is an issue. Um, just for people who have dogs, like what are some of the kind of issues that you have with traveling with Kona? It's so funny because this has been the most popular question lately. I guess this is maybe, <laughs> I don't know, we've been showing her more in videos. So people have been noticing more when she's not in the videos. So people keep asking like, where is she? So we're writing up a blog post now with like everything that we can share, I guess, about what we do with her, how, you know, all the things you have to consider traveling with a pet. But yeah, there's a lot of considerations. I mean, for us, like the number one thing is making sure Kona is safe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she can't speak to us in English and be like, I'm too hot or like, I wish, right? <laughs> yeah, I wish. So for us, like we plan our entire route over or, or around weather um, yeah. and the climate just to make sure that at any time Kona would be safe if we left her in the van. Um, so we have days where it's warmer and we're in the van with her and we know we're all hot and we mm-hmm. keep the doors open if we can, but we basically make every single decision with Kona in mind. So it makes things harder. Like we cannot be as flexible. We cannot go everywhere. Um, but we're really happy we have her. Yeah. I mean, it, it just takes kind of a bit more extra planning. I mean, if we're doing a long distance thing, we've got to really think about where we're going to stop and hopefully there's rest stops there or places that we can stop to let her out stretch your legs um and then national parks is kind of tough um you know dogs aren't really allowed there outside the parking lot usually um so those we we just have to build in some other things whether it's like boarding her which is tricky in its own um or yeah so kona's kind of a difficult dog she probably is like she has a lot of behavioral issues she went to like a seven week board or board and train train, um program Mm -hmm. last summer and we've seen a lot of improvements but she's not like the easy, an easy dog we can just hand over to anyone no. so for us you know we have to whenever we can't bring her with us we have to think about okay well what are our options like are we going to be gone for 12 hours okay well we need to probably find a sitter which can be a problem with just yeah. making sure someone's comfortable with any of her issues um you know we were at mount rainier a couple weeks ago we went on hikes but like we came back into the van between every hike and like hung out with her let her out, just relax with her a bit. And then we'd go back out and do something else, Mm -hmm. which people don't always see. Um, So it might look like we're leaving her for like 12 hours on end, but we kind of know just from living in Seattle in our apartment when we worked in offices or at a school, how long we could leave her successfully. And so as long as the weather's okay and we feel safe where we're at, you know, we will leave her in the van. But if that's not an option because of temperature or, how long we want to be gone, you know, we'll get an Airbnb and which has its benefits for us too. We get like Wi-Fi and laundry. Yeah, right. um, so, you know, we'll get an Airbnb or a sitter, but it's pretty much every time we want to go do something, we have to like look at what the weather will be like and how long we'll be gone and what are our options if we can't leave her in the van. So it makes everything a little bit more complex, but we love having her with us and we try to take her as much as we can. Sometimes to be honest, we just need a break. Like, yeah. We're with her 99% of the time, all day during the week. So on the weekend, sometimes we're like, we just need like a date. We're just going to go out on a date and go for a Get a babysitter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But even when we do bring her, it, it we have to think about a lot of things too, because she's reactive to a lot of things. Uh, I mean, 
kids running up to us, something like that, thinking she's dogs, cute and all yeah. that. Other dogs, right. bikes, rollerblades. We're basically like yep. on the lookout, you know, just trying to keep her in her like safe bubble type yeah. deal. So, um, and then, so if we're going to take her on a hike or something, we've got to read reviews and, and think about like, well, first our dogs are allowed. And then do people say there's a lot of off-leash dogs running around type thing. Um, so it's just got a lot of looking ahead and yeah. thinking about issues that we might run into if we do bring her. So it's a lot to think about planning a trip for you and the dog as well. Yeah. I completely yeah. understand that. Yeah. Um, so knowing that you take care of Kona, uh, pretty much the first thing when you get somewhere, like what are some other things when you arrive someplace that is like your ritual? Do you have like the first few things you always do when you get to a place? Mm, that's a good question. Um, we kind of like get places random times sometimes. Like yeah. tonight we'll show up somewhere at like probably 8.30 or 9 p.m. and we'll just go to bed. <laughs> I love that you just said that tonight we'll show up someplace. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's so I think awesome. it's going to be a rest area, nothing glamorous, yeah, just off the side of the highway. Um, we don't have any kind of ritual type thing. I mean, we're trying to have more of like a routine though, just like day to day. You know, we're trying to work out as much as we can and you know, try to like plan our days better. So we yeah. have more of like a normal life despite our like super non-traditional lifestyle. Cause it can be really hard to, you know, take good care of yourself and make sure you're not like falling behind on chores and stuff. Right. But yeah, I mean, we, our schedule is so random. Like we arrive places, random times, right? We're in a parking lot of a park right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a struggle trying to, uh, to, to, to balance like everyday things and, um, and not be in like vacation mode all the time. It's yeah. It's I could I could definitely see that. And yeah. so part of your YouTube channel is you eating delicious food. <laughs> yep, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how do you find these places to eat? Like, what would you advise me to do when I go travel? How to find these places? I typically we look. So sometimes we'll just like see stuff on Instagram, and I'll save it for later. Mm -hmm. But I do a lot of like Yelp, Google reviews, TripAdvisor research. I mean, I know sometimes it's not the best to go off of what other people have to say, but I, I trust people's reviews. And you can usually tell when someone just had a one-off bad experience and they're angry. Right. Um, we read a lot of blogs and stuff. I try to like, what we try to do is balance unique foods like to that region or that area. And then also just foods we really like, like ice cream, coffee, and tacos and barbecue. Those are kind of our things. So we're going somewhere. We try to always look for good coffee shops, good um, taco places, ice ice cream, especially lately yeah. in the summer. Yeah. Um, and then you know we just look on Yelp, and we really like we like to find places that are like the must visit, like super popular, like an institution. But we also really like finding those places that maybe don't have as many reviews, but they have tons of reviews. That's kind of how we found that place in Boise, sort of. The the still, the ice cream place called The Still in Boise. I saw that and I'm going there. Thanks to you we're guys. Still, yeah, we're, I'm like, recommend, yeah. we're so upset that we did not buy a pint or two or yeah. three. Get a pint. Noting that. Yeah. We're so mad. But yeah, I mean, I just was looking and there's, I think, a classic ice cream place in town that's more like an old school parlor, ice cream parlor. But then I found this place and like, oh, it has unique flavors and stuff and read the reviews and you know, I don't know. I mean, we try to find places that maybe not everyone's gone to, even locals, mm -hmm. if we can. But we do like going to those popular spots, too. Okay. And now, also so... narrowing it down. <laughs> so, you guys have done a good job of, like, in the details of your trip. But now I'm kind of curious to know about some of your trips. Um, I know you get asked this question all the time. 
and this can be for both of you. What is, what's your favorite place you've been to? Like what's the place that's calling you back or yeah, just a place you can't wait to get back to. Yeah. I mean, well, before the last couple of weeks, I mean, like we said, we lived here in the Seattle area, Pacific Northwest. So this place always calls us back. So we've been really pumped to be back here um, and really enjoyed that. But uh, we like to travel to Hawaii. I mean, that's, we try to go every year. Um, it's not going to happen this year, but we've been five times. Five or six times. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we love Hawaii. That's, like, that's probably our favorite place, I guess. Yeah. Um, People are always like, why are you going back? I'm like, cause we just love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then like we talked about earlier, Idaho, like that's calling us back. We can't get that. Can't wait to get back. Yeah. We're actually going too. to Idaho again this weekend, but a yeah. different part. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if someone were to ask me, what's your favorite place in the entire world? The first we, we say favorite a lot on our vlogs like or yeah. this is one of the best because to be honest we're like super easy to please yeah. we're not very critical we just we try to be positive and we just really like everything i guess um but i think the first place that comes to my mind is the dolomites in italy mm -hmm. like if we would love to go back to italy and explore more of the dolomites or just italy in general we just loved it there yeah. um international travel is really calling our name that's obviously not possible yeah. at the moment right, right. um you know, we were supposed to go to Peru end of May, oh, wow. of June. So that's calling my name. You know, I've never even been there. I just know I love it. Yeah. But yeah, I think the Dolomites is like, I don't know. It just combines everything we love, like the mountains, the beautiful lakes. I think we've learned, like, even though we love Hawaii, I think we're very big mountain people. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. if we had mountains or beach, I think we're more mountain, but we like when there's beaches nearby too. <laughs> well, I can tell from your Instagram. And it's funny because... I say calling you back the Pacific Northwest where you guys are keeps calling me back. Honestly, yeah. I've been to Seattle twice. Um, I've been to Vancouver, been to Whistler. I went to Banff last year. Um, I was going to go Oregon this summer. That was my plan, but I squashed that. Um, yeah. There's just something about the Northwest where you guys are right now. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. It, it, it really is. Yeah. I mean, people ask us, like, can you ever, like, whenever you want to settle down, where do you think it'll be? And we loved our time in Seattle. We didn't want to leave Seattle. We just wanted to have the freedom to be wherever. Um, you know, we'd love to live in Seattle again one day. It's really expensive, though. So, but we can, I really, I think we can only see ourselves living in the Pacific Northwest yeah, I ever mean, again. The, like, the big secret about Seattle is everybody talks about the rain and stuff, but the secret is it, it's not really that much it rains a lot more in texas like inches wise it's just more often and it's just drizzly and it's it's not that bad and i kind of miss it <laughs> but yeah but it's nice and i mean there's it's days on days on days of gray weather which you know it can get old but the summers just like make up for it times 10 because that's good to know i might get out there sooner than later then. <laughs> i mean it typically doesn't get that hot i mean right now it's like 80 which is you know perfect so i mean yeah. And yeah, then the nights it, get cool, like even during the summer, it's just, it's. We went to bed awesome. kind of warm last night, but we woke up with a blanket on. Yeah, so yeah. it's, yeah, something magical. And even with the rain and the fog, it just has this like moody, like magicalness. I know it gets old. I mean, we, there were times we were like kind of sick of it, but yeah. we, we still loved it. Like we never let it stop us. And yeah, like you're saying, Canada, I guess Idaho's considered the Pacific Northwest. Um, sometimes people consider Montana, but Oregon, Washington, they're all just so diverse. Mm -hmm. There's oceans, rainforests, mountains, lakes, like anything you could ever want is there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, we just seriously 
we could stay here forever, but we also want to see new places too. So that's right. the thing that's tricky. <laughs> and yes, speaking of Montana, I went to Glacier a couple years ago mm-hmm. and that place is calling me back. What a beautiful place. We're going uh, next week. I'm so are excited. you really? Oh yeah. yeah. Man. I took off some work and we're going to spend like three full days there. Um, part of the park's closed uh, due to COVID and uh, one of the reservations that's nearby the east side of the park. So we'll have to go back, but I'm sure that will not be not, a hard decision. <laughs> but yeah, we're very excited to go to Glacier. That's been, I'd say, U.S. bucket list item for us for years, and we've just never made it happen. So we're oh, you haven't it. you have not gone there yet? Oh no. I feel accomplished. I feel I went to a place <laughs> you haven't been. Um, yeah, when I was there, it was a couple years ago. There was the forest fires, and oh, I uh-huh. couldn't go on the going to the Sun Road. Oh wow. Um, which maybe is okay because I have a fear of heights. So. Driving along that road would have made me nervous. But uh, a hike that I did, if you want to note it, is Grinnell Glacier, okay. which might be on the part that might be closed. Well, I would... I, yeah, I think maybe part, but you can, like, you can, get, you can see it from another, the other side, I think. I think that's what we're going to try to do. Okay. Even a trail that we've been looking forward to for years, like it has too much snow still, so I don't even know oh, wow. what we're doing. Exactly. Yeah, the, the glacier in general has been, and the going to the Sun Road has been kind of the tripping point for us to go there um, over the last couple of years. And especially since we've been in the van, we wanted to go last year, right? Um, but there's a length limit for your vehicle to go on this road. And our van is over it by a foot and a half or two feet. Um, so we're having to rent a car this time. And also <laughs> oh, wow. obviously bring dogs. Um, and so getting somewhere to keep her uh during while we're there is uh it's it's farther away than uh like we couldn't go back and forth to go check on her during the day so we're having to like really board her somewhere um so that we can spend a couple days there and really enjoy it so it's been like kind of a big hairball to uh to get (laughs) to get into so it's worth it i cannot wait to see your pictures yeah we're so excited and we were just saying the other day like oh my god there are no forest fires right now because that's been a thing almost every single summer. And we've had trips that have been impacted by forest fires. And, you know, we even talked about a while back, like if it's really bad, like, do we still want to go? But yeah, I mean, so far we're going to knock on wood right now. So we'll see. I mean, we hear it's really busy there right now because everyone's going to the national parks, but we're, we're early morning people, I guess. Mm -hmm. Not really by, we just, we we don't love it, but we do it. So you're better than me. We'll beat some crowds. <laughs> so how many national parks have you been to? And can you pin one down that is like, yeah, this one was the best? I think 24? we've been to 25. I think Glacier might be our 26th one. Wow. And was, was your question our favorite one? Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite? Do you have one that stood out? You're like, yeah, that one was awesome. So hard. Yeah. Um, I always like, first one that comes to my mind is Yosemite. Um, because it just, absolutely took my breath away it was even smoky when we were there and it was still just so incredible i'd say yosemite for me i'd zion was really awesome um if if that's what you're into with like the the classic like american west type deal um but also uh, what we were just at this past weekend olympic national park because it has everything the diversity um is crazy like there's beaches there's rainforests there's mountains there's snow there's Everything, Everything, yeah, in so, one part. But uh, and then also the the most classic one probably is the Grand Canyon. Um, that one's just awesome too. And, and Yellowstone, yeah, we Yellowstone. could go on forever. But the Grand Canyon, <laughs> I just read, 
like something fun to think about is I read recently that the Grand Canyon has the most like biodiversity of all the national parks basically it has like similarities to like Canada but it also has like similarities to Mexico like all wrapped in one across the canyon it's kind of cool to think about wow I still don't understand how that happens, yeah, but it's apparently just, it's true. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. And so speaking of the Grand Canyon, I'm curious, have yeah. you been to Havasu Falls yet? Is that on your list? No. Bucket list. It's I don't know. There, yeah. It's I so think, expensive. Yeah. Have you it, been? Yeah, Ben. Yeah. It's, well, what's, what's expensive? What would you consider expensive about that? So we had looked into trying to get permits with some friends this year. And then when we added up how much it was going to cost, I think it was going to be $800 for both of us. Oh, wow. Just to do the hike. Every year they're raising the cost. Okay. Um, which is valid. It's becoming very popular and it's on a reservation, I believe. And yep. yeah, you can't go right now. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. Um, so we were like, uh, also, we weren't sure if we'd be in Arizona around the time that we want to do it, but it is bucket list mm -hmm. that and i want to hike up half dome those are kind of two yeah. like us okay. bucket lists. Yeah. all right yeah drive to alaska too that's another big item what was it about alaska i want to drive up there oh yeah oh that'd be a beautiful drive if it's anything like vancouver to whistler if it's oh, anything God. like that yeah, yeah. wow Whistler's so awesome. with havasu falls i remember i called for three straight days nonstop to finally get in to a reservation i almost freaked out when they answered the phone i was like oh my god i <laughs> i did a double take i was like oh my god yeah what, what dates do i want i don't know like it, but it was um it was well worth it it was one of those moments where you you turn the corner and you see the blue waterfall and it's like okay this is real not it's photoshopped <laughs> not photoshopped um so speaking of that what would be your most do you have the most like jaw dropping moment or place where you just like was like holy Shit, this is amazing. I almost cried in the Dolomites. <laughs> yeah. So, so pretty. In the U.S., for me, one place that really blew my mind, and I thought it was going to be overrated, and for us it personally wasn't, was Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. I was mind blown by, like, the colors of these, like, uh, hot springs. The, geyser, the, ge the geysers? The yeah. hot springs, the geysers, all the, the geothermals. The mud pots, yeah. <laughs> it, it just the colors blew my mind. I was like, it does not, this is yeah, unlike anywhere prismatic. we've ever been in our entire lives. But Idaho, even we were just talking like yeah. the Sawtooth mountains, we knew they'd be beautiful, but just something about that place is somewhere that I'm like trying to convince my parents to buy a house there. Oh, wow. like, I've looked into us getting a place there. It's very expensive, but yeah. we just, it just took our breath away. Um, also when we walked up to box Canyon in Southern Idaho, as we said in our vlogs, like if you didn't know some of these spots were there, you really wouldn't you would know. Just drive right it's past. like because it's flat because like canyons like dip in, and so right. you drive up like where where is it? And then you look down, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. yeah. So our trip to Idaho really just stands out to us as a more recent thing where we were like, whoa. I'm yeah. very happy to hear that. Yeah, and the uh, the Tetons too were. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I'm obviously taking notes here. Yeah. Now, so obviously we've talked about some highlights. Out of curiosity, has there any place you've been to that you felt like that was a little overhyped? Uh, I mean, the one, uh, the really only one that ever sticks out to me, um, I think it has like a love-hate relationship anyways with a lot of people is, is Las Vegas. Um, but it comes with a caveat. I mean, we don't do a lot of the activities that are typical with Las Vegas, gambling and all that kind of stuff. So um, once I saw 
you know, the strip and the fun things you can do there. I'm, I'm one and done good there. Mm-hmm. But the caveat is our, on our most recent trip there was all the nature that's around it. There's like the Hoover Dam is nearby, the Red Rock. The Valley uh, of Fire. Valley of Fire. That stuff is incredible. Um, so And some of our favorite tacos in the world are in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. There's so. a taco place there that's... Tacos El Gordo. So good. Now, didn't you go to Mexico City for a taco? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are dedicated. Okay, so like, you want to go eat tacos, and we found cheap flights to Mexico yeah, City, and yeah. so we went. But, yeah, that place, Mexico City, I mean, to be fully honest, I was a little nervous. My mom yeah. was very nervous. Yeah, I you, was too, yeah. You hear yeah. things in the news, but then you hear from people, like, don't believe the news. You know, you don't know what to believe, you know? Right. yeah. Every place has its sketchy areas and its safe areas. We had the best time in Mexico City, even though I had had some ice cubes that made me extremely sick. Oh, um, yeah, the yeah. water. <laughs> don't don't ever have an ice cube there. Um, <laughs> but we had some of the friendliest people. Like, they were such a strong, like stronger language barrier than we thought there would be. We, yeah. I guess, we thought being a larger city in Mexico that there would be a little bit more English spoken there. We knew it'd be predominantly um, Spanish, but yeah no one spoke English. So oh, wow. even despite that, like people were very friendly to us. Um, While we were there. And then also when we got back and made all the videos from it, we just overwhelmingly, they have been, they had been the nicest you commenters, know, commenters ever. on YouTube ever. They're like, Oh, we're Welcome. so happy to have you. Like, please oh, wow. come back. Like, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed our country. Stuff they like were that, so like so. grateful that we enjoyed it. And yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, the tacos were incredible. It was just such a cool place. So that's one place that, we just had the best time That's going to. That's calling me back, too, to go back to that question. Oh, yeah. yeah. Overrated, though. I mean, I guess, like, we're not really Vegas people. I've gone there a lot for work, and I love walking around the Strip and just seeing, like, all those different themes. I like the I like themed towns. I like the cheesy kind of stuff like it's that. It's people watching. Yeah. But, you know, it's really not our kind of place like we wouldn't actively choose to go there so i guess that's kind of like our easy answer because yeah part you know we've enjoyed pretty much everywhere we've been some places more than others but we tend to not have much negative things to say about a place yeah so on that note like being traveling so much and having things go wrong and the schedule is constantly changing what would you say so far of all these travels has been your most like oh shit moment (laughs) oh well yeah first of all was the time like our first trip out we had those electrical problems um that was really tough we we had to uh we have a thing that is connected to the alternator in the engine that charges our batteries as we drive so we have that and then also solar that charges our batteries so it was like 2 30 in the morning and it was pretty dang cold outside and we were woken up in the middle of the night with like our battery monitor and other things like beeping and screaming at us that the voltage is low, the batteries are dying and all these things. So we had to get up in the middle of the night and just drive around the Tetons just in the dark, in the dark, trying to two 30 in the morning, just trying to charge our stuff up. Um, so that was kind of sucky. That was probably like our biggest mishap we've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. We've had like some like wildlife encounters that have kind of made us go like, Oh, what? Yeah. Um, I had like bleep out myself on a vlog when like a bison was coming towards us at Yellowstone. And is this posted? Which one is yeah. this? <laughs> it's a Yellowstone vlog. We're just All talking. Right. We we're so, we we're so happy we caught this on camera because it was like the most genuine reaction of all time. We're just walking and Adam's talking, like holding out our gimbal and stuff. And all of a sudden I go, Oh, bleep. Cause like a bison <laughs> at us and he's not running, but like, 
we hear the horror stories about bison. Mm -hmm. And then most recently in Salt Lake City, we went for a hike and it was still kind of dark out and we're walking with Kona with us even. And all of a sudden I go, uh, and Adam's like, what? I'm like, oh, there's a moose. Oh, wow. (laughs) And it was like staring at us. It was really close. So we just backed up and kind of waited to see where it was going to go. But yeah. And then we had this time in Missoula with some kids with some guns and we weren't really sure like if it was real or not and we're still not sure and they were standing very close to our van yeah twirling these guns around taking photos in front of our van and we were in the van oh god right outside the window they can't uh, see us i guess they can't see us see in so yeah and we're like pictures and do we leave do we stay do they shoot us what the yeah we have no we had no we still have no idea it was the weirdest thing um but yeah we've had some moments like that but for the most part, I mean, it's like little inconvenient mishaps mostly. Like, you know, we drive around all day like because we can't find good enough service or we can't find, mm. you know, we forgot to get money out for the laundromats. We have to like go do stuff like that or, you know, the place we wanted to sleep at night's full or it's really rough to get into. We have to figure out a plan B and we don't have service to figure it out. It's like a lot of like little inconveniences, but at the time they feel like big inconvenience right yeah i can see that especially having jobs you always got to report back to and having service and got to respond yeah. to emails and stuff yeah i definitely get that and, and when you driving around when you said missoula i thought you were going to say something with a bear do you do you carry bear spray what do you bring on you on the well, with you on these hikes yeah we have a bear spray um we're actually in need of a new one because we've had it for a few years and i think it's expired and so uh here next yeah. this coming weekend we're gonna go buy a new one and for glaciers. and actually uh, it, it's been kind of inconvenient because we just have the spray and we don't have the holster and so we don't like really have anywhere convenient to put it so if we were ran into one we haven't right. yet um it, it's like i'd have to reach into her bag and figure out how to pop it open and all yeah, that stuff which is so, what they they don't advise that they're like have it readily have it available ready to we haven't figured yeah. out a good process. So yeah. we're going to buy a better one or one with a holster for glacier. Cause yeah. you know, we hear that's bear country, not just the black bears, those grizzlies too. And yeah. I actually saw, so we've always said in our videos, we've never seen a bear. We've been to all the bear hotspots. We've been, well, we've been to Yellowstone, Grand Teton, Banff. We've been to a lot of places where people typically see a bear, at least on the side of the road while driving. And we've never seen one. We want to see it from the car, but right. we had happen uh, i guess almost two weeks ago mm-hmm. that we filmed on our phone afterwards and we're going to put it in a vlog eventually whenever the topic of bears mm-hmm. comes up but we're driving to the north cascades and adam's driving i'm in the passenger seat we're crossing a bridge and i'm i just like look over like at this river and at the rocks by the river and i see this like black thing on all fours and i'm like oh, oh my wow. god you got saw my first ever bear like not in a zoo you know <laughs> and adam i was so upset because like I don't know. I we like experiencing things together, and I was so sad because he didn't see it. So we like turned around and we tried to go find the bear in the van, and we didn't find it. But yeah, so I'm trying to forget that happened so we can see our first bear together. But yeah, we carry bear spray if we're ever near bears. I mean, not every area has bears, so we don't always need to have it. It is a good safety thing just to kind of have. I mean, I guess there's another scary animal. We've been trying to get better about like carrying. Um, you know, all kinds of jackets with us, like rain jackets. Yeah, the 10 essentials. You know, to be fully honest, we haven't always been the best at having all of those for like shorter hikes. We do for our backpacking trips. We always carry everything with us, but that stuff just stays in the backpack. But we're trying to get better about like maps. We've been using all trails a lot on our phone. 
people keep asking us what app I've been referencing on different videos and we've been using their maps offline even with their free version um, just to kind of navigate ourselves and make sure we're going the right direction and that's been really helpful especially if trails are kind of weird at times but yeah one of our biggest things is carrying enough water because we've had times where we did not and that's something that we've learned the hard way so we always try to make sure we have water you know all the things we need to survive um and yeah bear spray bear spray is a big one <laughs> so knowing that i'm going to idaho in a few weeks and i'm going to be going for a hike um up in the sawtooth mountains is there anything you would like recommend i bring besides the obvious stuff like water and food and stuff like that is is there anything that you've gotten you're like well this has been really handy this is really trusty we don't i don't know if we have any like little i don't know any little backpacking trinkets we love our little stove one thing I would say is bring a rain jacket because it randomly rained on us twice. Okay. Without, just like out of nowhere. So that was nice to have. Um, it's really backpacking gear. I don't know if we have anything cool. Yeah. It's worth sharing, really. Yeah. I was just curious. If I'm going solo, I, I don't want to leave anything. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Are you going for a hike or like an overnight thing? Uh, no, just a hike. Yeah. I saw yeah. the one that you did where you went up. I forget what it was called, and you saw like the lakes after. I think it was like six um, months or something. The Alice Lake hike, the backpacking trip we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, can I do that in a day or no? Yeah, yeah. It, it, so it's twelve miles round trip. People do it in a day. We got. I forget how long we sat out on the video. How long it took us to get there, and then getting back took like no time at all. It was yeah. way easier. It yeah. wasn't even that hard of a hike to be honest. People do it in a day, and it's beautiful. If you yeah. can swing the twelve miles mm -hmm. in a day. I mean, just it's, make sure you bring enough snacks and food and stuff, but it is, it's beautiful. It's a pretty good, like, it's an evenly distributed hike kind of a thing. The first two miles is pretty flat and you're walking along a big giant lake uh, that you're parked at. And then the second you're in the woods and so you got that woodsy environment, but you're going uphill. And then the last uh, two miles is, you know, you got the white, the white snow capped mountains and uh, you're kind of walking more on the, like rocks, rocks and, and things like that so it's split up nice and evenly it'll keep you entertained like the whole time so highly recommend it, it yeah was it's definitely doable in a day for sure all right well i'm doing to it the, to the yeah. point that we went to yeah yeah and we did it with packs on so if you're not backpacking it'll probably be even uh, easier, even easier yeah. we've and already gotten out of hiking shape a bit so yeah. every hike's been like, way harder than we thought mm -hmm. it would be like at least i don't know we're like this is harder than we remember it being or oh we're all, we're all in quarantine shape that's yeah. the problem <laughs> we have no gym um you, you guys have as good of a gym as i do i saw the gym in the back of your little uh yeah. van there. you have a better you have a better gym than anybody right now <laughs> to be honest we didn't use it much before we went back to austin for quarantine and those weights came in handy when we were in austin we yeah. used them a lot my parents even used them and we've been trying to use them as much as we can on the road we have like a planet fitness membership which we got partially for the gym use and partially for the shower just to not use our shower all the time mm -hmm. or COVID, we didn't really even use the shower in our van that much because we were always near a gym. We use our shower exclusively now in the yeah. van, so we're very happy we have that. And we've been using the weights, so it's yeah. all paying off now. Yeah, I mean, before before quarantine, we were kind of feeling bad about toting these weights all over the place and then putting in the bathroom. Like, why do we waste time for putting the shower in? We've used it four or five times in the three or four months, and now we're using them all yeah. the time. Yeah, it's <laughs> so. awesome. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, so we've talked about some of your favorite places and I'm super thankful you guys posted a lot of videos for me to see. So before you get to the videos you guys are planning 
are planning trips. So how do you go about picking a destination? And then you guys do an awesome job on your website talking about how you look for plane tickets or great deals that you find. If you can give our, our audience some tips and tricks, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, in the van, first of all, we kind of, like we said, we try to chase the cooler weather. Um, and so we have that. And then we also want to visit all, all the national parks. So we kind of look at the map and see which ones that we haven't been to yet. And we try to plan around that. And then uh, we try to think about like what else is in that state in that area. Is there a cool city around there that we could check out? Um, a cool, like, do they have an awesome cuisine there that we want to try? Things yeah, like, like for this I mean, summer, like we were, our goals were get back to Washington, finally go to Glacier and spend more time in Idaho because we'd only really driven through Idaho and we wanted to go to Sawtooth for a long time. So we kind of have like our, our anchors, I guess, of where we want to yeah. be. And then we kind of see like what we can make along our route. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing, you know, before the van, because obviously not everyone's in a van and they might have to fly places or you know drive further distances is we did try to like find as much as we could do in like a condensed area. So, you know, we'd go, we went to San Francisco one time, but then we also did like Big Sur in the coast. And then we drove up to, uh, I almost call it Yellowstone, Yosemite. We get those two confused. Um, And, you know, we did that over five days and it was jam packed. And our philosophy has always kind of been, especially like with our content, we try to help people who maybe don't have as much time to go do like two week long trips, see as much as they can in a short period of time. You know, if they only can have like five days off of work, you know, here's how you can maximize your time in an area. So it's kind of been our philosophy. And in the van, it's a little different because during the week, we're kind of just like awkwardly hanging around areas where we can like work and sleep successfully. But for our weekend adventures, you know, we're trying to find good routes that kind of take us through as much as we can possibly see at once. But, you know, sometimes like the best adventures are even when you're like not expecting them. You just stop in a place and you're like, oh, this is actually way cooler than I thought. Right. Um, So... Yeah, we kind of like figure out our overall route. And then for like flying trips, we do love traveling internationally. We haven't done a ton of it, but that's a huge goal of ours in the next few years is to kind of do van trips, but then also do longer trips abroad too and kind of mix those up. And for us, you know, it's we have like a really long wish list of places mm-hmm, we want to yeah. go. And then we have a lot, a lot of tools we use to like track flights and get alerts on deals. And so you can customize some of those. So like I want to go, you know, during these months to these general regions and then get those alerts for us we haven't been able to pull the trigger on many flights because we have to drive back to austin to fly out and so for us it requires a lot more planning up front but before we were in the van and you know we had a little bit more freedom i guess with flying you know we would always just try to see like where do we want to go and then just start tracking things and whenever we found a good deal we would try to act on it if we could um we also just love like planning out trips that we have no idea when we'll go on and like budgeting them out and then just waiting for like a good opportunity to come, I guess. That's half the fun, honestly, is planning the trip. There's half of something to look forward to. Yeah. Now, I do the blog. I love planning stuff. I know. I believe you take the same route I do is having like a few like credit cards, right? For traveling Mm -hmm. and collecting the points out of curiosity, which ones do you use? We have the Chase Sapphire Reserve, which is like our favorite travel one one. because of like you get more miles for dollar like in redemption that's not the technical way to say it but most cards it's like if you have a hundred thousand miles that equals a thousand dollars like in like flight points credit, or credit yeah. or whatever but with the chase i think that equals like fifteen hundred dollars so you get more 1. for your points for... yeah um so we love that one and we also use the capital one venture card 
you get like double points on every purchase. So the chase one, you get one point for most, for most purchases and like three times points for like travel and like dining out. So that one's good for like our travel expenses. And then the capital one's good for more of like our everyday stuff. We've started getting better at like strategizing more like which card we use for what um, to kind of maximize how many points we can get for any purchase. Um, and we also have the Amex uh, platinum card. We got that earlier this year because we're like, cool, we're going to like go to places with like the cool like Centurion lounges. Like this is going to, we love lounges. <laughs> yeah, that's a big uh, yeah. thing we've gotten into recently is, is that lounge access. It's so we're, nice. We're like, oh, we hear these like the best lounges. Like we'll get this card. We'll get like 60,000 miles for like signing up. It's a really expensive card though. And COVID happened and we really haven't been able to take advantage of it at all. So um we also have the alaska airlines one if you live in like seattle or portland yeah. that's a really great card because you get a companion fare every year for like a hundred dollars mm -hmm. so and then southwest is good for a lot of places in the u.s we used to have that one we don't need more but mm -hmm. we try to like limit how many we have but we had that one for a while and it was great when we lived in austin we even earned like the the free companion fare for an entire oh, year wow. So I flew for free anytime he flew, and it was awesome. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. The biggest tip on these travel credit cards, though, is kind of treat it like a debit card. Pay the balance yeah. off every month because if you accrue that interest fee, which is usually like 20-something percent, it's, it's not worth it after. Yeah, we try to make that quick. very clear. We don't want people to think we're just like opening yeah, up all these not, cards and right. like skipping off money. Like yeah. We treat them like a debit card. We pay yeah. them off in full every month. That way we actually get to like enjoy the rewards, yeah. not – be like oh well we owe all this money on them and we have i guess we can go on a free flight but now we have all this like credit card oh, debt good. so yeah that's the interest rates are no joke i'm definitely familiar <laughs> so i know um adam you had said that you were a huge fan of traveling solo Catherine, i don't know if you ever travel travel solo but with me I I was not a huge fan or that i am you were you weren't right because you said you went to australia uh, no. yeah, yeah so no. sorry i misheard you no, my question would be, knowing that I'm going to Idaho solo, there's a lot of listeners that are probably like, you know, I'd love to travel, but I don't have anybody to travel with. Do you have any places that you've been to you could recommend for solo travelers where they would still feel pretty safe? So I've traveled solo for work quite a bit, both, um, I guess, domestically and internationally. And I think like one thing that's, because I'm not the biggest fan of solo travel either, I guess, because I just have this like awesome built-in travel buddy. It, it's right. made, like, I don't hate it, but like, I wish he was with me. Like, I'm like, I wish we could experience this together. That's kind of my thing. But I think one thing that's been really cool for me when traveling, and this has usually been my coworkers, but like kind of like meeting people along the way and having people to experience stuff with. Like, I know when people travel abroad, they sometimes make friends at like hostels and stuff. And I know that kind of makes them feel like, less like they're lonely. But I think one thing that's kind of helped us make solo travel easier is visiting places that are not crazy, um, crazy different than the US or as big of a culture shock. Yeah, that's my tip. If, if uh, you're wanting to travel and get into travel, I would go somewhere that uh, to try it out to go somewhere that um, is not a huge shock. I would maybe try to stick with the same language that you know, um and something that has sort of a similar culture like for me i like going to australia was great like i loved it there but i just wish somebody was there with me um and so yeah i mean that way you're not like overwhelming yourself too much. yeah yeah you can like figure out how to fly there how to get through the airport and all that figure out like how to how to uh places to find to do things to do where to stay stuff like that yeah um, so i think 
sorry. So, so basically, if you're kind of traveling solo, but you're unsure, take, take baby steps. Don't go yeah. take a so massive trip. Yeah. Maybe go to a national park. Um, I, yeah. we've never felt unsafe at a national park. I mean, there's, you know, sometimes cities can be a little like unsafe at night and things like that. But um, for us, like, if, especially like, going back to Kona, for example, like we always feel the safest leaving her in the van at a national park. Like people aren't breaking into cars as much there. Like it just feels safer. There's a lot of people around. So I'd say like, you know, trying a national park or maybe visiting, you know, a city that you maybe visited in the past with other people and you, you feel comfortable there or going somewhere that's generally safe. Um, researching, you know, safe places to stay and all mm -hmm. that, even if you get to pay a little bit more, just to make sure, you know, you feel comfortable. Um, I would also say maybe try to do a variety of things while you're there too. Don't just stay downtown in the big city. Try to do something in nature or um, things like that. A variety of things so that you can figure out what you do and don't like. By yourself, yeah. By yourself, yeah. Yeah, that's great advice because I do have a lot of friends and I know a lot of people that are just like, I just don't like traveling solo. And you know, and then before you know it, years go by and they haven't gone anywhere. And it's like, you know, just get out there and do it. You'll see if you like it. So those, that's really good advice. And one thing that we were supposed to do in Peru, and it was actually me our first time doing it as like a group trip. So we were going to be partnering with a company who's like putting on like a tour, like a two week thing around Peru. And we were going to be with people the whole time, which one was going to be great because they were going to take some of the planning off of our plate. Like we had like things we were going to do. They were knowledgeable in the area and all of that. And there were also going to be people who like to travel there too. So we'd be making some friends along the way. So that's something I know that, um, I know some solo female travelers who they've gone, you know, to Asia or like New Zealand or Australia, and they've, you know, gone on like day trips or like on little tours with other people to kind of get that social interaction and, you know, feel more comfortable. And then you can make friends that you can kind of meet up with in future travels or even on that trip. You know, sometimes it's like, you really want to be a solo traveler. But then I think there's people who, like you were saying, like they want to do stuff, but they don't want to go alone. Mm -hmm. And that joining some sort of group activity or trip can kind of help. Yeah, um, sure. You make friends that are like-minded like you and want to experience the same things. Yeah, that's definitely some great, definitely some great advice. Um, now, speaking of advice, and we got to wrap this up somewhat soon. <laughs> is there any advice you would give to somebody who's looking at your website, your Instagram page saying, that's the life I want? Oh man, so much. Uh, <laughs> it's so hard to put into words. I mean, I guess for us, like one of our biggest things that we try to express, we kind of said this earlier, is if you want to travel more, if that's your goal, don't feel like you have to go abroad or do these crazy trips. Like we spent pretty much the three years we lived in Seattle, mostly just traveling around the Pacific Northwest and stuff that was kind of in our backyard. So we try to have, we want people to like rethink what travel means in a sense. Like it doesn't have to be fancy hotels or even Airbnbs. You can go camping. Like that's really cheap. So if you feel like I want to go travel more, but like, how can I afford it? Sometimes you just have to get like a little creative. Like we slept in the back of our SUV sometimes on trips. We just like blew up little like sleeping pads and slept in the back of it um, to save money. And we like did long day trips to not have to pay for an Airbnb. So we just want to I guess stress to people that travel doesn't have to be ex super exotic or crazy expensive. You know, you can go places close by, you can go camping, you can, you know, do stuff for like national parks. You know, if you have the national park pass for $80 a year, you basically, that pays for itself super fast. And that can be a really affordable adventure. So I think that's like one piece of advice. If you want to travel more, 
just try to rethink of like what travel is. It doesn't have to be like going to Europe and spending thousands of dollars on a plane ticket. Yeah, I think also, um, I mean, if you're if someone's thinking about doing this anyways, you're you're probably leaning this way anyways. But it's kind of a shifting in your priorities, maybe, um, and sacrificing something. So it's kind of what we kind of live by is basically like experience over things. Like we don't buy clothes all the time. We don't eat out very often. Only on the, we try to only eat out on blogs. So thinking about your finances and what you can kind of cut out and sacrifice um, that you can put towards um, towards your traveling. So um, yeah. little things add up, like yeah. whether it's financially, like cutting out that Starbucks every other day, or, yeah. you know, you might not think like, Oh, that's 10 bucks a week or whatever, but that adds up. And one thing that's really like, I guess, in a non-financial perspective, like little decisions add up too. Mm-hmm. So just like making little shifts and like, how you do things or like your mindset on stuff can make a huge impact. Um, you know, us just, you know, I don't, I don't know, like just changing like how we like perceive travel or even like how much it costs getting kind of repetitive here, but yeah. yeah, I think just little decisions can add up to make a bigger impact. So if something seems really far fetched, sometimes it helps to like break it down to like little actions you can take that will help you achieve that goal. Yeah. And for van life, I mean, van life, it's a little harder because you have to like buy a van and like figure out how to convert it and stuff. But you know, for us, like just researching like crazy and like figuring out what's the right fit for you. Like, what do you actually need in your van? Can you get by with something cheaper? Um, if anyone wants to enter van life, there's a lot of things to consider and that can be really overwhelming, but, um, there are a lot of helpful videos, videos out there that can kind of help break that down. Yeah. I mean, what, however you want to travel and however, whatever kind of lifestyle you want to, to be or follow like it's there's someone out there that's doing it right now so do your research and try to find all those people and reach out to them if you can i mean if there's someone out there that wants to do kind of what we're doing i mean uh, reach out to yeah. us say something we, we respond to everything honestly at this you point actually do you really i'm living proof yeah <laughs> i don't know how how sustainable it'll be i mean down the road or whatever but we're, we'll make every effort to respond to everything so i mean just Try to ask. I mean, where the, the classic thing is where there's a will, there's a way. There's there's a way to do whatever you want to do. Yeah, well, people reach out to us like, I want to travel in a van like you, but I don't have a remote job. Like, how did you get a remote job? And so I usually send them like, um, there's like this photo I saw on Twitter once time of a bunch of remote companies, and I'm like, here's some good ones to check out. Like, here's some websites to check out. You know, not everyone can have a remote job. It kind of depends on what you do, but you know, there could be other ways you could make money remotely that using your skill set so yeah it's kind of like breaking down like well here's what i want to achieve here are all the things i need to change to make it happen and then figuring out kind of what to do from there that's kind of what we did yeah and really really thinking about and realizing like do i want to make these changes and sacrifices to actually do it because sometimes it's not the most fun to cut whatever your expensive hobby is out maybe for a little bit to be able to do this and you gotta if you want to do something you got to figure out how you're going to do it and then make the decision to do it and stick with it when it's hard. It. <laughs> yeah, that's, I've definitely, if that, if I've taken one thing from this interview, it's knowing that yes, your life looks glorious. It, it is glorious in many ways, but there's also a lot of work that goes out behind the scenes. You've made a lot of sacrifices in order to get this. And that's really good for people to hear. It's not just all fun and games and going to great places and taking photos. Which, yeah. And we're not, trying to say our life is hard or anything but we do have it very good we're yeah, very thankful for sure yeah. we're thankful for everything but uh it, it it's is, not as easy as it may look yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
And um, so I'll let you go here in just a moment, but I had a, I had a few fun questions I think your audience uh, might be interested in. So, Catherine, I know you are a big fan of rap. <laughs> Adam doesn't seem to be. From the website, you, don't, you seem to be more rock. Who controls the radio in the van? Adam. I do. And actually, a lot of rap comes up on there. Right now, I'm big on uh, Post Malone. We're on a very okay. big Post Yeah. I like a lot of, like, the rap I listened to in middle school or, like, early high school. Like, that like Ludacris. Yeah. Okay. And- yeah, which I love that too. Yeah, we we have the same interest in that too. Well, yeah. but I will say, like sometimes if it's, we're driving really like late and we're just trying to stay awake, I'll turn on like all those like really dirty like not old school but like middle school yin, like yin, oh yin, yeah yin, oh, yin, yin. I just like put on a concert and sometimes he's like yeah. super not into it, but yin, I'm yin, really twist. into it yeah. and I entertain myself. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Girls like podcasts and music because typically I'm working, so I'm like kind of not really paying attention, but. Yeah. I like most of the stuff he puts on. All right. Okay. All right. So I'm super interested in this one. The best grocery store chain you have uh, been to on your oh, road trips. Oh, you know, the one we freaked the most right now, especially in this area, is Safeway. It's okay, whatever. But one of our, like, like um, secret delights or guilty pleasures, I guess, is, like... like what are you going to say? No, in, you know what I'm going to say. In these little towns, they have, like, say grocery stores, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> in these little towns they have like sometimes like specific awesome like cute like whole food type like really nice looking grocery stores like there's, there's that lucky brand or whatever um lucky market and then that, that one, one? Jackson, jackson grocer in jackson wyoming yeah. i thought he was at the heb right off the bat i was oh, about to like i mean that's the key of all of them if you're going with chains yeah heb in texas yeah, that crushes everybody but. Hands Ooh, down. i don't know wegman's uh wegman's might take the cake I don't know. There, I don't know if we've been there. We've been to a lot that? of chains. Is, is that in your area? Or? So Wegmans is from, originates in upstate New York and it's kind of okay. branching down the East Coast. So when you get over here, you okay. have to go to a Wegmans. It'll blow you away, I promise. Okay. okay. Yeah. We went to a really great Fry's in Arizona. Fry's is what I went is, to in Arizona. Okay. okay. It was like a mega one. It literally looked just like H-E-B on the inside. Yeah. We're very... Any Texan knows HEB is the best, but we'll, we'll see about, about Wegmans. Oh, Wegmans is awesome. <laughs> see, I was curious about that because one of the first things I do when I land or rent a car is I go to the grocery store and just pack yeah. up for yeah. snacks and water bottles and stuff like that. So I'm always curious about that. It's fun to check out different grocery stores. We've been to some really, some good ones and we've been to some. Some are interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so speaking of grocery stores, best travel snack for the road. Oh, chips and salsa. Oh, that's not really good to like, eat on the road, I guess. We eat a lot of chips and salsa. Chips and yeah. salsa? We have yeah. we, we, two days in a row this week. We crushed a whole bag. Yeah. Um, something I lean on sometimes when it's when we're in a pinch that's easy. Me and Kona like it. Uh, the <laughs> same is uh, chicharrones. What's that? Uh, it's like fried pork skin, basically. They're oh, just nice. like, really like crunchy and... Um, They're good. Uh, they just smell real they bad. They smell really bad. <laughs> um, but you can get like hot and spicy ones or like lime flavored ones heb has some nice <laughs> i gotta go to this place yeah, yeah. no it's awesome um, you tend to buy a lot of like rx bars and lara yeah, bars and yeah. bars and stuff too yeah. Yeah. yeah um this one might be a tough one to answer but i'm gonna ask anyways your best photo was taken where best photo like together um whatever not necessarily together or whatever just the best photo like wow that photo is amazing you can you can even say two or three places if you i have to. two that came to mind one is a recent one 
So I'd say for the longest time, I took this photo at Yosemite. It's like as soon as, it's like the tunnel view kind of. So when you're driving into Yosemite, you go through like a tunnel and there's a tunnel view overlook. I want to say it was even right before the tunnel view. So as we kind of mentioned, it was a little smoky when we were there. So it had this like cool hazy, it was a sunrise. And I think sunrises and sunsets during wildfires are some of the coolest, like the haze just adds something to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the one positive thing, I guess, about the fire. And it was like the most epic sunrise ever. And it's a really cool photo of the Yosemite Valley. Um, it's on our website and it's been like my phone, like my, my like, not my like lock screen, but like the one you get Your into the screen. phone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 that one forever. But then I, a couple weeks ago, we were at Mount Rainier and we had a pretty awesome hike up to this fire lookout. And I took like a really cool, like zoomed in photo of Mount Rainier. And I was like, this might be the best photo I've ever taken. And I'm framing it whenever we have a house. So I'm going to go with that one too. Awesome. And you have a photo background, am I correct? A photography background? Yeah, I had a wedding. Well, I did wedding photography and like senior photos and stuff a bit in Austin. I've been doing photo, like just photos for fun for a really long time. So yeah, so coming from somebody who actually knows how to use a camera, that says a lot for when you pick out your favorite photos. Um, Yeah. So one, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. But those ones like really stand out to me. Like, I think this is actually like, I should sell this one as a stock photo. <laughs> probably you probably could. Um, so one last one, have you been recognized yet? Yes. Yeah. A couple of times. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I think I can only think of two times. One was at Trader the Joe's Tetons. and the Tetons. Yeah. So the first one, well, the first time well, she, she, you were by yourself, but we were at the Trader Joe's in our neighborhood. And she was checking out buying something. I'm telling this secondhand, but uh, <laughs> uh, the girl was like, "Are you?" And, that, and I was like, "Yes." Like she cut her off. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it was like yeah, that was the first time like we were. Yeah, she was working at Trader Joe's, and she yeah. I guess followed our Instagram yeah. and had recognized me, and I was just like, "This is the coolest thing yeah. that's ever happened." Yeah. And then I think the only other time was at the at Grand Tetons. Yeah. We were just we were like outside the visitor center we were about to film something and i see these people coming up behind us and i was like i thought maybe they would ask like oh what's the camera for because people do ask that a lot they're like oh what are you filming and uh, but they're like are you adventures of a plus k and i was like that's oh awesome god yes we are and i think to be honest like we like i freak out way more than they would ever freak out i mean yeah. we're just like two weirdos that live in a van but like i get so excited to meet people in real life and i think that's the only other, the only times so, that people yeah. come and said hi. I mean, we would it's love awesome, it. People though, said, yeah. It's fun. I mean, I wish more people would. <laughs> it's, it's a cool feeling because, they recognize it. you know, we see comments, we get messages, like we see like the people online, but to like actually meet people in person mm-hmm. who have seen our stuff, like it just makes it way more cool and real. Like, I don't know. And like we, we've made a lot of online friends from doing all of this and mm-hmm. stuff. And we talk to people a lot that we've met online. We've never met them in person. So it just makes it way more fun to like know mm-hmm. that there's real people there, not just the avatars online, I yeah. guess. It gives it somewhat more of a purpose too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for us, like it's all about, yeah, like growing our channel and like seeing numbers go up. Like that's cool. But like we always say quality over quantity Like we'd much rather have a, like a smaller following, but have them be like real people who actually care than like a huge following and have people like, be like, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, for us, like we love getting to make those connections and that's why I respond to every comment, email, anything message I can, because we like want to get to know people and make those connections. Like that's what it's about. It's like, we're here to help people travel. Like we don't care about that other stuff. Yeah. 
I can honestly say I appreciate it more than you know. Um, not just taking the time to do this, but obviously responding to my emails, giving me tips on on Idaho, and I, I'm going to watch those videos again. I'm going to plan my trip <laughs> to the smallest details, thanks to you guys. And um, New York tips too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be more than happy with New York, or if you're ever in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, let me know. I'm we want to go to... back there. We really enjoyed it, and, and we were there at the wrong time, like coming out of winter type and then deal. COVID, yeah, yeah we want to see it you know full blown so i'll be more than happy to team it up with you guys and show you around yeah. so um so obviously you guys have influenced me how can the audience get to you guys see you guys online so you can influence more people yeah everything's um adventures of a plus k.com plus uh, is spelled out plus is spelled out so a lot of people think it's an adventures of a plus which is uh it's not okay it. it's not it uh adventures of a plus k.com uh adventures of a plus k you know, on everything. Instagram. Really YouTube. everything we have yeah. a facebook page that um we kind of just started more recently but we mostly just share like videos and stuff on yep. we have a patreon page that we started a while back that's been growing like all of a sudden and that's been really cool that's kind of like a more exclusive community of people who like support our channel and we make special vlogs just for them and mm -hmm. they get to see vlogs early sometimes they get postcards and stuff but everything's adventures of a plus K, but plus is spelled out. Yeah. And it's well worth <laughs> it, no plus it's well worth the visit. Honestly, like you're, you guys do a hell of a job with your videos. They're super enjoyable. Like the music you choose, the energy and the positivity you come out with. You just seem so relatable, friendly, which is the main reason I reached out to you guys. And it's been a joy talking with you guys. So we're glad I, you like the music. That's the hardest part. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. And it's all royalty free and stuff like that too, right? Oh. Um, so we'll wrap this up on that note. I've had a joy talking with you guys. I really hope this is one of honestly many and I hope to keep in touch with you guys. I'll send yeah. you pictures. I'll send you pictures from Idaho. Yes, please yeah, do. Yeah, That'd yeah. be awesome. Will do. And um, yeah, so I'll catch you next time on the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Thank you guys. Thank you. It was a blast. Thank you.